0: i Williams, and welcome back to another episode of Enneagram Restored Podcast. For my faithful listeners, thank you again for listening. For my new listeners, I hope you enjoy this episode. So today, I want to talk about peace, especially how it correlates with type nines. But before we start discussing type nines, I, you may have noticed that in these previous episodes, I've talked about types, but I haven't touched on the wings of types. I did so intentionally I left out talking about the wings on purpose because at a later time I want to do uh, kind of a mini series on the different wings of each type so with that being said let's let's start talking about type nines and peacemakers all right want to know peace, uh, um, then I highly suggest, I highly encourage you to get you a friend who is a tight nine because tight nines are just natural born peacemakers, they're natural born mediators, and it comes in part with uh, the fact that their core motivation is peace, their core motivation is harmony, they they, uh, are, it just resides within them from this Fear, as I stated in early episodes, that they desire peace and harmony because of the fear of separation, uh, mainly from this um, this fear of separation stems from the idea that if they assert themselves, if they assert their own opinions, if they assert their own views, their own um, priorities, then people will cut away from them, and so any assertion of themselves leads to being separated from people, so they strive to keep the peace, but a friend who is a type nine. If people who are type nines, this this desire for peace, this this motivation for harmony, comes at a cost to their personal development, um, which this translates into the nines' deadly sin. And I'll talk more about what that daily sin is later on in this episode. But for right now, I want you to know that nines have a very calm. And collected demeanor they probably the person who seems like a hippie almost all right dude as for, you know we all have that one friend who like kind of seems hippie whether or not they're non depends but I, I guess you can kind of say if you have a non-friend who's a hippie then they go together i mean hippies are pretty chilled and relaxed and that's pretty much the entitlement not entitlement but the uh the details of how a nine kind of is. Nines are calm, collected, relaxed. You know, they want peace. They don't look for conflict. They just settle into the harmonies of life that are going smoothly. They go with the flow of life. Nines have this natural ability to diffuse conflict with ease, and they are pretty much liked by everybody they come in contact with it's easy to like a nine why so because they don't go against the grain they don't like give you heartache for your opinions you you, if you have a different opinion from a nine they will not let you know so that's why oftentimes a lot of people like nines because you know people don't have to worry about oh if i Like this person, I'm going to be, they're going to work my nerves because they just won't agree with me. Only contrary, people like nines just for that fact because nines like to keep the peace. So oftentimes a nine will agree with people even if personally they don't have that belief. They will agree just to keep the peace. And so in addition to uh, these characteristics, nines are also self-forgetting, ambivalent, Passive aggressive and have a difficulty prioritizing, but to know what those characteristics means, let's start by talking about the self forgetting trait. All right, so the trait of a non being self forgetting means that they forget their own opinions. Again, this translates to the daily sin of sloth, and like I said, I'll talk more about that later on this episode. But non's are self forgetting to their own opinions, their own priorities, their own preferences. Again, this trait, this characteristic stems from their fear of being separated from people if they assert themselves too much. This, 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 this trait stems from the fact that as children, they receive this message of, you know, it's not okay to assert yourself, just go with the flow. And in addition to that, in addition to being self giving knives are often... Torn between wanting to please people and wanting to defy people, and so which causes a nine to be ambivalent. And so, if you don't know what ambivalent means, just like I didn't know, so I had to look it up, it, it means that you really don't have a set thought or feeling on something, you, you kind of sway, you know, you're not firm in one way or the other, you're on the fence, uh, for lack of a better term, and so. Nines are just ambivalent when it comes to decision making, which uh, which typically means that nines sit on the fence and they just agonize, they rehash, they, they think over and over about what to do until finally someone else makes the choice. So a nine will sit back and just agonize in their mind over what is the right choice to allow somebody else to finally make that decision. A nine is... Pretty much not comfortable with making decisions because, again, that 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 means that they have to assert themselves. That means that they have to like go against their own grain per se. So, which goes even deeper into this fact that they have this difficulty to prioritize. And so, in order to distract themselves from. Identifying their own life priorities, nines will uh, often focus on the non-essential tasks, bef- the non-essential tasks and uh, priorities before they even tackle their uh, the things that need to be done. Before they even tackle taking on the more essential task um, and priorities in their life. So, it, again, all, all these traits, all, all these characteristics s- stem from the the. Uh, it stems from this you know, childhood message that, again, I talked about in episode three, but uh, it stems from this childhood message that uh, it's not okay to assert yourself. Go with the flow, because if you assert yourself, people will not like you, and so you'll be separated from people, which that then does not create peace. But let's talk a little bit about the the stress and security of nine. So, again, each type has two other numbers that it correlates with as far as stress and security so each type during a period of stress or disintegration goes to another number or vice versa when a type it is is experiencing security it is experiencing growth they go to a different number so those numbers for type nines is six and three so within a a time a period of Stress the time period of disintegration nines become more like unhealthy sixes, they become anxious and worried during this time period of disintegration. Nines often become hysterical and pessimistic, but on the flip side of that, during times of growth, during times of security, nines become more like healthy threes by becoming more self developing and energetic. So that's just that's good because again a healthy during security during growth they're becoming like healthy threes becoming self-developing becoming energetic really want to point out the self-developing part is that as a typical nine they don't think it's okay to assert themselves but as they grow they become self-developing and they begin to assert themselves more and more they begin to live out their true identity they begin to uh prioritize themselves their own preferences their own opinions so it's it's just a good thing overall hey it's your host Braylon Williams I want to say thank you for listening your support is greatly appreciated you can support any Restored even more by sharing this podcast with your family and friends and by making a monthly donation at anchor.fm slash In Your Grammar store slash support. Again, thank you for listening to In Your Grammar Store Podcast. So in episode three, I, I talked about each of the types within the gut triad and their deadly sins. Which I highly encourage you to go back and give that episode a listen to, like to just better understand what it is that I'm about to discuss. What it is I'm about to say here in this episode, because in addition to that, episode three also outlines some of the more basic things about type eights, nines, and ones. So I highly, highly encourage you to go listen to episode. Even I, I would encourage you even to stop listening to this episode, listen to that episode. And come back to this episode because it's going to give you a better clarity of what I'm talking about here. But if you don't, again, you can finish this episode. No problem with that. But uh, I do encourage you to, whether you stop in the middle of this episode and go listen to it, or whether you listen to it after you listen to this episode, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to episode three because you'll understand more about the deadly sins of Type eights, nines, and ones, as well as some other more basic information about eights, nines, and ones. All right, so but when it comes to nines, their deadly sin is sloth, and and not how you would typically think of someone being a sloth. So, typically, when we think about someone being a sloth, we we think of them as lazy people, we think of them having physical laziness. But when it comes to type nines, and when we're referring to nines as having this deadly sin of sloth. It's quite different. They're, they're sloths to their own development. They're, they're sloths to you know becoming their true selves to expressing their true selves. And again that, that the slothness, this you know slow development, this this slow process of becoming and expressing their true identity to becoming and expressing their true selves again, it, it stems from this that, that old childhood message, that they received as a child that it, it, it's not okay to assert themselves because if you assert yourself that at least conflict which leads to separation from people which on the contrary it that, that, that's just not a good message to receive because it's not true actually so what I want to do here is I, I just want to give some practical uh, ways that nines can overcome this deadly sin of sloth. Whether you're a nine who listen to this podcast, here's practical ways that you can institute inside your life. Or whether you're listening to this podcast and, and, and you know of a type nine, you have a friend who's type nine, you have a family member who's a type nine, you, you can show them. Here's some practical ways you, you can give them this advice. So here, Just to, just to give a few, let, let's start with the first one. The first practical way that a type nine can overcome this this deadly sin of sloth is pay attention to your wants and needs. Just This is very crucial to developing yourself, to identifying your own true identity. So Take some time to self-reflect. Reflect Reflect on your thoughts and feelings and, and do so without the influence of outside factors when when you self reflect and you allow your you allow to think about your thoughts and and your feelings without the influence of outside factors, this 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 allows you to better understand what it is that you as a person truly wants. It is it's not all right. What does my mother want for me? What does my father want for me? What does my sister want for me? What does my best friend want for me? But no, when you reflect on your feelings and without the influences of outside factors, you, you can say, all right, what do I want for myself? So what 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 is it that I, Seth, want for myself? What is it that I, Annie want for myself? What is it that I, Megan want for myself? What is it that I, Josh want for myself? It 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 helps you better understand yourself when, when you say, all right, I'm not going to pay attention to all these outside factors, but I'm gonna reflect on. All right, this is what I want this is a goal in life that I have this is this is a feeling that I want to feel here in the future all right I, I can achieve that if, if I go about this way but if but if you allow yourself to begin to think about all right mom says it's, it's better to do this you're, you're not really getting what it is that you as a personal so allow yourself to reflect on your thoughts and feelings without the influences of outside factors secondly a, a second practical step you can take to overcome this deadly sin of salt is learn that there is value in conflict if you have to wake up every morning look yourself in the mirror and say there is value in conflict there is value in conflict do so this is a concept that I want to just drive home for you today is that there is absolute value in conflict people as Nas, nice, you could think conflict is no good but on the contrary conflict is probably the one of the best things that as humans we, we can be glad to engage in why because conflict can lead to deeper relationships self-expression, can lead to conflict, which conflict can lead to deep, deeper relationships. So you, you here you are you asserting yourself against somebody else, but they don't agree with you, so here you are in conflict. But as you work that conflict out, as you come together and say, all right, we might have opposing views, we might not think the same things, but hey, this just this little minute, this little small detail within this conflict, we do agree you can see how by getting conflict, it, it really allows you to develop your relationships. Because without conflict, I always think about The Simpsons when I think about conflict, when I think about us being different different people. And if you ever watch this show, The Simpsons, the cartoon show, The Simpsons, it's one of my favorite shows. Is You realize th- this is a show filled with people who look the same. You have a lot of people who are yellow, but then you have a poo who is one of the only non-yellow people within the show. That, that that's kind of what I think about when I think about conflict, when I think about standing apart from the crowd, is that if there wasn't conflict, we would all look the same. We'll all be yellow. There might be a few people who might be like a poo and have different color than everybody else. But if we didn't have conflict, we would all look the same. And that's not good. So conflict leads to, you know, standing out. Conflict leads to you being your own person, to expressing your own true self, to expressing your own true identity, as well as it leads to deeper, meaningful relationships. All right. But but one last practical tip that I want to give you uh, as far as overcoming this deadly sin of salt is just practice being more direct. Practice being more assertive. So being direct and assertive can be very intimidating to a nod. But the more you practice it as a nod, the more you say, All right, I'm gonna assert my own opinion. It's not this matter. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people that's not what I think. The more you practice doing that, uh, it it. You, the more you comfortably you become with it um and so if being direct if being assertive about yourself um is intimidating to you as a nine I, I would encourage you to take it slow start off by getting you a key key few a few key people in your life maybe your best friend maybe your mother maybe your father maybe your sister maybe a close family member um and, and say hey i want to become more comfortable with asserting myself with expressing my true self will will you help me to do that by allowing me to practice my assertiveness with you in everyday life simple as that just begin slow and build it up just practice day after day second after second minute after minute being direct being assertive it's not an being direct, And when I say direct and assertive, I mean being direct and assertive about your priorities, about your opinions and preferences as a type 9. Because the more you do that, the more you practice, the more comfortable you become with being assertive, the more comfortable you become with being direct, the more you'll be able to express your true self rather than just caving into the agenda of other people and just going with the flow like you will truly grow if you do that if you practice becoming more assertive and you know and you allow yourself not to go with the flow and not to just cave into other people's agendas you will grow you will see personal development you will just begin to become sort of a new person and I promise you, becoming a new person is worth it. And I'm not saying that we can all become new people overnight. Self-development, personal development takes time. It, it can begin today, but it might be 20 years later to you fully self-develop into a very mature nine, a very healthy nine. You, you can begin to grow today, and you, you might be one of, one of the few lucky people who can mature to a very healthy type 9 by tomorrow. Self-development takes time. It, progress for each person is different, whether you're type 9, type 8, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Self-development, no matter what type you are, it will take time, and each person will develop at different rates. So just... Be intentional about overcoming this deadly sin and slothness. Take here, here's use these practical tips that I gave you, but as well go and research some more practical tips on how to overcome this deadly sin and sloth. Because if you overcome this deadly sin slothness, then I believe that everything else will kind of begin to fall in place as well. So just practice it daily, practice, you know, asserting yourself, practice learning the value in conflict. Take time to reflect on your thoughts and the feelings, and you will grow. Don't be dismayed about the progress, because it, it it's going to take time. You won't get to a full healthy nine overnight, or you might. You might be the one of the lucky people who might be able to achieve full healthness of a type nine overnight, but more than likely, 99% of people it's going to take time for us to develop. Whether you're type nine or any other type, so don't be dismayed about how long it might take. Just keep on going at it. Just keep on allowing yourself to grow and to get better at these things. And I promise you, as long as you begin to, as long as you take that step and allowing yourself to change, you will appreciate yourself in the long run. You will give thanks for allowing yourself to change, allowing yourself to become a better person. that's it for this week's episode of any Restore. but again i want to say thank you for listening um i want to encourage you to you don't want to miss next week's show uh the train is steadily moving out the station is the train is keeping a fast pace because i will be taking talking more about type ones perfectionists next week so you don't want to miss that show um uh, And again, I also want to encourage you to go back and listen to episode three to gain a better understanding about the more basic things about the types within the gut triad and how um, their deadly sin correlates with their um, childhood message and what that childhood message is. And, you know, just 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 a little bit about some basic things of type eights, nines and ones. So, again, I highly encourage you. You can hear all about that in episode three of this podcast so I encourage you go go listen to that when you have some time or even directly after you finish this episode. But with that being said, I want you to remember this. The Enneagram doesn't define you but it does bring restoration. It helps reshape your thinking and habits.